Hey, you're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Hi there, friend, and welcome to the RFWP, where we are seeking truth and finding God's heart. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and my co-host, Lois McNair, is not with me this week. Um, She is dealing with some family stuff, and so I told her, hey, why don't we just make this easy and give you some space as she's dealing with some things with her mom, would appreciate prayer for her uh, that way. Um, So today, it's just me going to talk about our third theme of Advent today, finishing, not finishing, but continuing this focus on these themes during Advent as we are seeking God, acknowledging God's presence, and just enjoying the fact that he has come while we think about our own longing for the second advent and how that's how people were living before longing for his first coming. So to start off this episode, I'm going to read Psalm 126. It captures so much of joy, but also of longing as well. Because there's so much richness in joy and hope and expectation being fulfilled after a really hard time. And the Israelites here are singing about Jerusalem and their longing for that and their joy in being brought back to Jerusalem. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nation said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. And I know um, we can talk about privilege and how privileged we are, um, but all of us have gone through these kind of seasons where you feel like you're planting in tears, where you're begging God for something, or you're asking God why, or you're just feeling like that word desolate, like the, the desert, and you feel kind of deserted and you're crying to God, and maybe you are doing what you know is right, and you don't see the fruit of it, and you're crying out to God. We've all been in those places. Maybe it was a spiritual thing. Maybe it was a family thing. Maybe it was a housing thing. Maybe it was a ministry thing. But this is such a beautiful promise. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. And we can rejoice that God has come in flesh. He promises never to leave us. Anyway, 
but God came in bodily form. And this gives us such hope that he took on flesh. He knows what it's like to suffer and to be tempted, to be betrayed, to be hungry, to not have a home, to have all of those longings. He came and walked almost, you could say he walked in our shoes. He knows what it's like. And that is so comforting. And we can rejoice in that. A lot of joy can come through gratitude. If we're having a hard time rejoicing and being excited, gratitude is a great way to just get us just thinking that direction. Whether you're maybe somebody who likes to journal, or even if you don't, I recommend trying it if you've never given it a try to see if it's for you. But even if you don't want to journal this through, just sit and look around the room and find three things that you are extremely grateful for and your, your mood will change. Now, joy isn't always exciting. Sometimes it's, it's a peaceful thing. It doesn't have to be um, super, I don't know, high energy, like shouting it from the rooftops, dancing around. I definitely recommend that too. But sometimes it is just that groundedness. But it can start with gratitude if we need our hearts and our minds to shift um, into a place of rejoicing. Think through what God has done for you or what he did do in his coming the first time, what he promises to do in his coming the second time. There can be so much peace and excitement in that. And both of these examples, Psalm 126 and the birth of the Messiah, there was circumstantial things that brought joy and excitement to people. But joy is also something that we can choose. We can choose to look at the things we're grateful for. We can choose to see God's hand working in them uh, without waiting for something spectacular to change in our lives because sometimes it doesn't. And when we conflate uh, relationship with God, relationship with Jesus, walk with God, any of those words or terms uh, with any kind of prosperity or um, like change, we're making God smaller than he actually is and shifting the gospel focus to our prosperity or our comfort rather than, well, this is just amazing that God dwells with us and that we have access to him all the time. That's enough to make us rejoice when we sit with that and stand in awe and wonder at that. Now, it is also a fruit of the spirit. It does flow from connection to God, abiding in him, and he bears that fruit out in our lives. It's like last week talking about peace, peace that is beyond understanding. I believe Christians can have joy that is beyond understanding. And that's not to just be smiley all the time. And when people ask how we're doing, we're just like, it's amazing. It's great. Doing so good. God is so good. No, you don't have to um, be phony or fake or 
not act like things are hard. It's joy. It doesn't mean things are just going so easily or that life is just great. That's why I have a joy. We can have those times of lament. We can have those seasons of hard, really hard, um, and still find joy in, you can, ha- you can find joy, obviously in Jesus, you can find joy that is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you can also find joy in little things around you. That's, I guess that's one of the reasons we love to do the micro joys on the RFWP. Because it's such a good way to like recenter. And it's so interesting how many times we'll be sitting down to record and Lois will say, what's your micro joy this week? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. Like what, what sparked joy for me today? Because we miss those things. We miss those little sparks, that little stuff that feels almost too little to celebrate. You know, it's not too small to celebrate. You can find so much joy. And in this season, we look towards Advent. We look towards the celebration. Like last week, talking again about Sabbath, Sabbath being a season or a day of rest and celebration, rest and worship, ceasing from work and celebration, just interchanging those words a little. Uh, That's what Advent is. It's a time of ceasing, resting, and also celebrating. So we're looking forward um, to Christ coming back again. And that's where we see the longing for the world to be made new, longing for justice, longing for complete liberation from um, sin and evil in the world. But we still joy and rejoice before we get into the questions for this week to just help us meditate and get still, I'm going to read Luke chapter one, uh, where, you know, it is the classic Mary Magnificent uh, passage. And, you know, she is a, obviously a poet and is singing this song of praise to God and rejoicing in the promised Messiah that she is carrying and that will be the rescuer of the world. So starting in uh, verse 46, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. What joy she has in this promise being fulfilled. Ah, can you even imagine? Hmm, those are good thoughts to ponder through too. Now, keeping this episode a little bit shorter, 
I'm going to end with some questions. Maybe take the extra time that you might have listened to this episode that are usually, you know, 45 minutes long or something. Take the extra time on the other end of it when I'm finished. Go through these questions and just let your heart acknowledge where God might be working in these, in the hard, in the good, in the joyful, and see and acknowledge his hand in them. So the first question this week is, over the last year, or you could look at the last week if you prefer, over the last year or week, where have you struggled to find the most joy? And how could God be at work in that? And the second question, over the last year, where have you encountered unexpected joy? Mm. And how could God be at work? So the first one is this is week, God working in that? I will bring joy. And then a couple by. other questions. And then fill um, in the blank. Just statements that you can And then the fill second in. one um, you can focus on if you want. This week, I will rejoice in. And to give due credit, I got these questions from a friend of mine, Drew Anderson, who is leading us in a like an Advent time of reflection. And we're also reading through the book of Luke. So giving credit. These questions aren't original with me, but I found them to be so powerful. Um, sometimes when we sit down to pray or ponder things, we miss or forget things it's just so easy for our hearts to get distracted so having even just a question or a prompt to guide our time and keep us on focus um, to see where God is working in our lives is super helpful so I hope you have an incredible rest of 2021 or whenever you are catching up and listening to this episode if you are listening during the Christmas season, I hope you can take some time and just enjoy the magic and the wonder of Christmas. Look at look at something maybe through the eyes of a child or enjoy the lights or linger at something longer than you would have. This year, I feel like I almost missed that. It was all about, you know, the things you had to get done and infusing things with meaning, which is amazing, but not missing also the magic and the anticipation and that expectation and letting that build in our hearts um, as we come into celebrating Christmas. And if you enjoy this shorter style of episode, I would love to invite you to come over to the Abundant Grace podcast where for this month, also focusing on some Christmas themes to just center our hearts and really take advantage of the wonder of this season. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out with just me. Um, hopefully Lois will be back next time as we cover the last uh, theme of Advent, which is love. So we will be planning to release an episode either Christmas Eve or the week, the day before Christmas Eve. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sistersecret.com. 
And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.